Got time for a quick story. Remember in the spring of 1995 at Eau Claire Memorial High School, my hometown, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, we were having our spring pops concert for the assorted choirs at Memorial. And we were doing a, a movie medley at the concert at the band shell at Owen Park in downtown Eau Claire. We, we always have it outdoors for the Pops concert in, in May of that school year. And one of the songs in the medley was Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. I remember one of my close friends from high school choir, Dave Garber, sang that song because it happened to involve a solo. And I always remember him singing it and always singing the me. It's a very rough version of the little little solo ending that B.J. Thomas sang on Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. You know a song is really special when it gets a solo part in a medley for a choir. And Burt Bacharach himself and Hal David himself have been part of many, many, many memorable songs. B.J. Thomas has sang many, many memorable songs. And they all came together for an iconic song. Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head celebrates its 50th anniversary here in 2020. We're recording this in July of 2020. The song went to number one at the very beginning of 1970, and I have B.J. Thomas to talk to about the 50th anniversary of Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. So you're in Arlington, so you're not that far away from Globe Life Field, no, Globe Life Park. Right. And so, I mean, the Rangers have their first game. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's tomorrow. That's when they open up the park, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I haven't really kept up with that very well, but I think they've had a couple of exhibition games. I think they had one. Maybe maybe last night, but yeah, they're just about to have an opening day, so that's that's going to be fun. I know we're pretty excited up here for well, the Brewers. I'm a Twins fan, so that's coming up as well, but um, I'm also kind of curious to see what that stadium looks like, so I'm keeping my eyes yeah. on the Rangers a little bit oh, right that's now. Gonna be, that's going to be a great game, and the Twins, right? A great franchise and great history, so great. That's yeah. going to be fun. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a fun baseball season. So we're 50 years on from raindrops keep falling on my head. As I as I, I double-checked the chart book this morning, because I, I, a reminder for anyone listening, it was the last number one of the 60s and the first number one of the 70s, because the week it, it went to number one would have crossed over right on New Year's yeah. of 1970. So you have the honor of, of covering a couple decades with one song by a – quirk of the calendar <laughs> um what is what's your favorite part of that song oh you know gosh every everything about that song is uh is just great great with me but uh i, I think the song is just very unique the melody i, I think the you know uh, i think they mr backrack had bob dylan in mind when he created that melody and uh, it was just always unique. Of course, the lyrics. Uh, Hal David is is has passed on now, but the the lyrics to Raindrops are very simple, but you know they're very uh, meaningful. And um, uh, I, I just everything about that song really works works well <laughs> for me. I mean, it was just my biggest hit record. And, 
you know, we, we actually, Mr. Bacharach and Hal, David, and myself, plus the record, were inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame a couple of years ago, and just uh, it's just been an all-around perfect song for my my career, my, for me and and me personally. Well, and being as memorable as it is, uh, what? So, so you mentioned what what stands out to you. So, what what do you think made it so memorable to the public at large? Why, for fifty years, are, are people well right out of the gate and you know getting to the point of winning an Oscar and going to number one? So, what? And maybe it's the same thing for you. What made it memorable for the public? Well, I, I think, uh, as I said, I think that the, the lyrics are, are, are deeply meaningful. I mean, especially for uh for americans i mean uh, you know the rain is going to fall on the uh, on your head but if you're free nothing's really worrying you you know so uh i think that's uh, something that was uh, very key to that song the melody is very unique and there was we had extreme problems when the record the record came out in october of 69 and no one would play it all the no radio would go on it and uh WABC, the the station in New York, said, "Oh, BJ is singing the wrong note in the first verse," and there was all kinds of negative reaction to the song until the movie came out for the uh, Christmas time in '69. And of course, the movie was really, you know, it was a great it was a great movie. Paul Newman, Robert Redford, that whole that whole thing, and the, and the movie, you know, was so popular that it kicked the song off, and then the song. You know, just sold about ten or twelve million copies. It's. I mean, it seems to fit the the. I mean, the the back rack David over and you know their their collection of writing. It makes perfect sense. And maybe I'm looking at it from a retrospective point of view. And you're singing it like it seems to me, and to a lot of people, to be a natural hit. So besides that, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why beyond saying oh, there's a wrong note or whatever they're saying? Why were they? Why initially in those first couple months would stations say? No, this doesn't fit the sound of radio. Man, I I have no idea. I don't know why, but it just got, it was such a, you know, it doesn't seem all that different now. But but for that time, it was just a, a very different kind of kind of song. The melody was kind of quirky. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I never really understood the negative reaction to it. But it quickly turned when the movie. When the movie hit, so uh, you know, thankful for that. What about Burt Backrack's writing and Hal David's writing, the music and the lyrics, respectively? For anyone who doesn't know that, they're they're <laughs> incredible. But f- you having sung one of their songs, what in particular about each one's style do you think makes has made that so special to pop music overall? Well, you know, Hal David, Hal David wrote lyrics from his heart. He he didn't he wasn't trying to rhyme or or make it, you know, cute or you know, make it all work out and rhyme perfectly. He just wrote it out as it came out of his heart, you know. And and uh, and and I think Bacharach writing to the unusual uh, you know, cadence and meter of of Hal David's lyrics made him kind of create some uh some different kinds of compositions to support those lyrics, and that's, I think that's what made their stuff so different. Of course, all the all the beautiful classics that that they wrote for Dionne Warwick, 
you know, they just had that magic as a team, which, uh, which Bert, uh, which they never had with anyone else. You know, they both wrote songs with other people. Uh, but, uh, you know, together they just had a, had a magic. There was an honesty there uh, that keyed off, uh, just tremendous creativity and, it's, it's, you know, if you could de- really, if you could define what makes it so good, then you could copy it. So, but it's, you can't define it. It's, it's just something that happens. What's your favorite song of theirs besides the composition of Raindrops? No, probably, uh, Do You Know the Way to San Jose or, uh, I Say a Little Prayer for You. Uh, and I also did a song of theirs uh, called Everybody's Out of Town. Uh, which was a great thing they wrote, but uh, I, I loved all their stuff, and they were, uh, you know, they. Were, I just worked with Mr. Bacharach a few years ago out, out in uh, L.A. He had just turned uh, 88, uh, and we did uh, raindrops to the bicycle scene, and and you know he's still uh, handsome, charming, and played the piano just so so creatively. I mean, no one played like like uh, Mr. Bacharach. I heard a composition of his. I can't remember who he was working with, but it came out about a month and a half ago or, or, or something, and I remember hearing that going, yep, that sounds like Burt Bacharach <laughs> again. You know right, there's, there's something, you can't quite quantify it but, or describe it, but it's it's there. It's that sound yeah, of his. It's, it's just so unique to him. I mean, no, no one... Uh, plays, uh, you know, plays the, uh, the piano like like he did, and he's just such a creative guy and a, and a beautiful man too. Mm-hmm. I just love that guy. Is there a cover version of "Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head" that you particularly admire? Oh, Nine Inch Nails did a pretty good version. Uh, and of course, I'm from the generation of music when uh, you know uh, various artists would always cover the the big hit records, but I think Raindrops was particularly hard to, to cover because uh, there was a certain way that vocal performance uh, needed to go uh, for it to sound the, sound the way it was supposed to sound. And very few people uh, would, would sing it the way I, I, Mr. Bacharach, you know, we rehearsed that song and he told me, and, and and taught me how to how he wanted it phrased, and if you phrased it correctly, then uh, then it then it was really effective. Because I asked him, I said, you know, uh, Bert, when we're doing our stuff, of course I never call him Bert, I call him Mister Backright. But uh, <laughs> can I can I do my thing on uh, on your songs? And he said, BJ, after you've sung every note as I've written it, he said, if you have room to do your thing, uh, you go ahead and do it. So yeah, on raindrops in particular, the, the the only place that I really had a little freedom where I could do do a, a little vocal thing was on the last word and um, on the me thing. So, you know, I, I was glad to kind of got, kind of get some of my own thing in there. But his uh, the way he composed it was very important. And if you stuck to the uh, if you stuck to the job and you stuck to, to the uh, theory of how he he wrote it, that was the best it would sound. So. If you had, for whatever reason, not recorded it, had uh, Dylan or, or heard the story about Ray Stevens or whatever, someone else had done it and you hadn't, and understanding you'd already had some hits by, by then, but yeah. if, if for some chance you don't end up doing Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, how different is your career? Oh, totally. Uh, you know, I'm, I think uh, 
you know, raindrops, um, you know, was uh, kind of took me into it. And of course, a lot, a lot of my songs, I'm very proud to say, have had worldwide uh, success. I've, I probably had as many hit records uh, in South America uh, as I have, as I've had, uh, had here. And, and, uh, but raindrops kind of elevated me to, uh, to be recognized in a worldwide sense. In Europe, it was a little difficult because there were eight people who covered <laughs> raindrops over there. Each, each different country, France, Britain, you know, had somebody who covered the record, but, uh, uh, in a lot of cases, my record, you know, got through and was the best, uh, I think was the, obviously the best version, uh, because it kind of stuck to the, to what Mr. Bacharach had written, uh, very well. And, uh, you know, it just elevated me to, um, uh, you know, way up the ladder, so to speak, and was, uh, very important in my career. And I don't think I would have had anywhere, uh, you know, I would have, I, I think I would have had my other songs, um, and I've been very lucky because I've, I've worked with some of the great writers and composers of my time. And I think uh, that that would have been OK. But I, uh, missing, missing without having raindrops, I think that would have been a huge loss for my career. So where do you think it ranks or how have you ranked it amongst the the, the most favorite songs you've ever recorded? Well, you know, I'm, I'm like I'm like. You and, and 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 most people, I've got memories and feelings connected to music, uh, and and, uh, and so especially my song. I mean, I, I uh, I'm so lonesome I could cry. My first hit record, I have memories tied to that song, and sometimes that's my favorite song. And then some other other times, uh, it's hooked on a feeling, and 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 even and even raindrops. I have some dear, moving uh, emotions tied to most of my music. So I, I really can't, uh, I can't say one rank, rank so the other, but of course uh, you always have to recognize raindrops for the success it had and, uh, and the way people have uh, connected with it. So the final question is probably the, the ultimate summary from the person who sang the song. How <laughs> would you then encapsulate Everything that is raindrops keep falling on my head with regard to its impact in pop culture, on pop music, throughout America, throughout the world, etc. How would you describe the impact of a half century of this song? Well, I think it was huge. Not, not to, not, and I don't want to sound immodest, but I think it created the the movie the movie song. And of course, Backrack and David were already doing that with the Bond films and, and a lot of and a lot of films but i think it, it kind of created that uh, uh you know the, the 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 song didn't have to be the plot of the movie it could be a different uh, diversion uh from movie songs and i think the raindrops was such a meaningful song uh for you and me and people in this country because you know the raindrops may fall on our heads but we're we're free and as long as we're free we we, we don't really have that much to worry about and so I think it had a, a deep uh, personal effect on, on most people who, uh, who, who took the time to, well, I think they really didn't have to take the time to get the feeling because I think that song penetrated a lot of people's emotion and, and the belief system and, uh, uh, and affected even, even your faith, you know, the rain, raindrops fall on, on, on everyone, but, uh, uh, it's it's getting th getting through it that's the important thing. So I, I think it was a very impactful song 
by two by two geniuses really. I mean, Hal David was a tremendous writer, and uh, Mr. Bacharach was, uh, you know, maybe top three composer of all time uh, from America and 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 the world. So just uh, one of those once in a lifetime songs. I think it was uh, Hal David and I had the, had a many conversations about it. And I think it was a song that had the perfect meeting of uh, lyric, uh, of music, and, and of singer. And, and of course, it had another thing going for it. It was in, a, it was in a, one of the all-time best uh, cowboy, you know, Western movies. So it just had so many aspects that were just perfectly worked out to, to make it into a very unique and uh, meaningful song. It's rare to be involved with something that is as memorable and is as integral to the fabric of pop culture. That sounds maybe all, but it's all true. B.J. Thomas, <laughs> thank you for for doing the song and being part of our our musical culture. It's it's a great contribution to what we enjoy listening to. Thank you so much, and thanks for. Thanks for recording that and celebrating 50 years, and we're looking forward to more stuff and hearing more from you as uh, the years go down the road. Yeah, you got it. I had to postpone my, my session, but uh, I've got a session coming up in Muscle Shoals, and we, so we still we still try to create, and I want to thank you. That's very kind words uh, you gave me, and I want to thank you and your listeners for keeping me around all this time, and uh, believe me, I appreciate it. You're, you're very welcome. Take care and stay safe. Yes, sir. Thank you. B.J. Thomas, really, really good interview there uh, about raindrops keep falling on my head. A classic, classic, classic song. <laughs> you got to say classic three times. It, it's, it really is that, that important to the history of pop music. And as he said, he's still working on new music. He will eventually be performing again as we record this in July of 2020. Of course, Pretty much no live concerts by anyone, but those will eventually resume. If you want to keep up on what he's doing, go to bjthomas.com. bjthomas.com. You'll find also uh, at his website ways to follow via social media and other uh, methods to keep up with what B.J. Thomas is still doing. This has been the latest edition of Got Time for a Quick Story. Thanks, as always, to Greatest Hits 98.1 Radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, my employer, for uh, providing facilities to do these interviews. You can listen to these interviews and other interviews we do, including by my uh, co-worker, John Murphy. If you go to greatesthits981.com and click on interviews, whole bunch of interviews right there you want to give a listen to. And also make sure you subscribe to Got Time for a Quick Story. You can find it Apple, Android, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify. It's in those locations. And not only subscribe to it, but also rate it. Rate it higher if you so desire that will help to spread the word about this podcast. Got time for a quick story? I'm Luke Anthony.